1: everybody, and welcome to episode 349 of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast, presented by Overdrive. This is Adam. I am by myself today, and I am in a hotel room in Washington, D.C., finishing up the American Library Association annual conference trip. Uh, So tonight it's Sunday. Got some more really fun interviews tomorrow Monday before I fly back. But didn't want you guys to miss this episode. I wanted to get it up in time for you, so uh, really excited. Today's episode is an interview I did back in New York with Christine Riccio whose name you might recognize from her wildly popular YouTube channel Poland Banana Books. Uh, for a long time now she's been doing extremely funny, extremely smart kind of booktube uh, booktube videos on YouTube and she just has this vibrant personality. She's uh, so warm and charming and delightful to talk with. And she wrote a YA book called Again But Better, which has been out for a few weeks now. It went on the New York Times bestsellers list, which is amazing news. Uh, it's her debut, and it's the story of traveling abroad while in college. And it's fiction, but it it's somewhat a little bit of, of her own experience. Um, this conversation is all about having the ability to show people that... Um, if they feel alone and, and kind of sheltered and um, trying to get out and about in the world, that you're, you're not alone. Uh, a lot of other people feel that way and have those same emotions. And also about, you know, writing, uh, how writing can be cathartic. And it was really good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a great time. She's just a, a really, again, a really charming person to talk to. Uh, Also want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by The Great Courses Plus. Uh, As book nerds, one of our favorite things to do is explore unfamiliar territory, new worlds, fascinating insights, fresh perspectives. The Great Courses Plus is a fantastic way to do that. With the streaming service, we can pick up a new hobby, build our language, uh, and there's just knowledge on virtually any topic you could possibly want. There's The Great Palaces of the Ancient World, or there's The Legend of King Arthur, which I know I've talked about a few times now. I absolutely love that course. Uh, Even how-to courses on everything from cooking to stargazing. You can learn so much information from The Great Courses Plus. There's thousands of fascinating lectures to explore, uh, all presented from award-winning experts who are passionate about what they teach, which really comes through in these videos. And with The Great Courses Plus app, you can escape into this vast world of knowledge at any time you can watch them, or you can listen to them, really whatever works best for you. Uh, one of the ones I've actually been watching recently is one all about how to, uh, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek title, but it's how to become a best-selling fiction writer. Uh, I'm doing a lot of writing right now myself, and uh, yeah, it's been a really cool way to, uh, to see inside the minds of some authors who I haven't gotten to talk to. So we have a special offer for our listeners. You can empower yourself with knowledge by signing up for The Great Courses Plus today, And The Great Courses Plus is offering our listeners this special limited-time offer. It's an all-access, one-month trial completely for free. But in order to get this offer, you have to sign up using our special URL, which is thegreatcoursesplus.com slash probooknerds. That's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash probooknerds. And now I would like very much for you guys to check out this wonderful conversation that I had with Christine Riccio on the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. Hey guys, it's Adam, and I'm hanging out here at BookCon, and I'm really, really excited to be joined by Christine Riccio, the massively popular YouTube star behind Pull & Banana Books and New York Times bestselling debut author of Again But Better, which, spoiler alert, super made me cry, by the way. Just wanted to let you know that. Uh, Thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: So we always like to start by having our authors kind of give an introduction (laughs) to their book. So would you mind just kind of telling people what the book is all about?
2: Yeah. um, Okay, so my book is called A Gamma Better, and it is about a girl named Shane who studies abroad in London because she's having a really hard time in college. She's 20 years old, and college is just not going the way she thought it was going to. She doesn't have any friends and she feels like she doesn't have any social life. She's never had a romantic encounter in her whole college experience and she just wants to like start over and she figures the way to do that is to go to London and to study abroad because there's a whole new group of people and she's like putting herself in a whole new environment even though she's really scared to do it and it's a rom-com coming of age finding yourself story and it's super fun and easy to
1: read it's a quick read it's a very it's very much a quick read it's definitely definitely a book that i read in like one sitting like my wife came down she's like what are you doing i'm like same thing as you <laughs> asked me two hours ago um but i know you studied abroad as well right yes i did okay so how much of this is kind of biographical because you don't i mean this, i don't think you had the magical realism part happening in your real life <laughs> Um, but you don't strike me as someone who's super shy. Oh, I am. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, so how much of this is... And that's
2: a lot. Like, I get that all the time because, of yeah. like, YouTube and stuff, but, like, that's really helped me mm-hmm. be just more, appear to be more outgoing, yeah. you know? Um, but I've always had a really, really hard time making friends. So, like, that part of it is really inspired by my college experience. Mm-hmm. And, like, in my junior year, I felt, like, the way she felt. Mm-hmm. And there was no book. Or something that's there to make me feel okay about it or to, like, make me realize what I had to do to change it. Mm -hmm. Because in perspective, like, I know I should have been doing these different things and trying to, like, put myself out there. But at the time, I just felt so lost and so alone. Mm -hmm. And I was reading so many books, um, YA books, that I loved. But they're all about teenagers and they just kind of made me feel like I was is like really really behind uh-huh. all the time and it was just like this continuously because you never talk about those feelings with other people because you're like yeah. embarrassed oh, yeah. about it like everyone else is having all these adventures and like having like 10 million sexes every day <laughs> yeah. and it's just like i'm over here in my room alone mm-hmm. every day not knowing what to do with myself and so i really wanted to write that this book for like everyone in that situation because I feel like so many of us are and nobody talks about it and so you just like sit in your head and feel more and more alone but like after I put out this book I've gotten so many messages being like that is me and like thank you for writing this and it's just been so 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 nice
1: well and I feel like one of the reasons that it resonates with so many people that it does oh and the fact that it's just really well written and a great story but the fact that no matter who you are on the outside when you're a teenager you know no matter how like people see you like you could even be the most popular person in the school and Everyone has those insecurities, and no one really sees, like you said, like when you're sitting in the room by yourself, like, you have those panic attacks. Like, why am I not doing X, Y, and Z? And so I feel like there's a part of the story for absolutely everyone to kind of understand that because we all, 100% of adults have been teenagers. It's a, 100, that's a true sta- statement. But like, We were all there. Yeah, and I feel like everybody can kind of relate to those feelings yeah. of feeling insecure. Yeah, but
2: I thought a like, big part of it, I think... Is also be twenty yeah. and still being in this place because right. like you feel like a lot of people have all these experiences in high school, mm-hmm. or but really in college is su- college is such a transformative time, yeah. and you're really grown. Cause you're around all these different people from all different places. Mm-hmm. You know, high school like you and kind of all grew up in the same place, and yeah. you all kind of like I don't know have similar ideas floating around mm-hmm. in this bubble. Um, but in college, you're exposed to so many things, and then. If you don't leave your dorm room, you're not, and you're just alone. <laughs> and then when you go abroad, it's uh-huh. just like so many more things that you never knew that you didn't know. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I really just wanted to write about that. It was just such a pivot point in my life, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that, obviously, until years later. Yeah. And when I look back, it's just this is what gave me the confidence to like do things by myself like that summer when i got back i went to vidcon alone oh, wow. and roomed with someone that i met on a message for online <laughs> like it was just i would have never done that yeah and now i feel like i can go to like different cities and just like i can find my way yeah. and i know what i'm doing like it's all because i like went abroad and was like forced myself mm-hmm. into this because i didn't want to go abroad <laughs>
1: so that's something that shane does in the beginning of the book yeah. is she basically puts on a list of things she's like yeah. i'm gonna do this so when you went abroad, you basically did four stuff like, I'm going to travel, I'm going to have these experiences.
2: No. <laughs> like, no, I did not do that. Yeah. Um, when I went abroad, I had like some friends mm. that were like, not really close friends, but those friends that I did have, they were going all, all going abroad. Like okay. that, this was like their thing they were really excited about. Yeah. It was like. I don't, I, everyone I know is going abroad, I don't know what to do, like, and I'm just going to be so, so alone, I don't uh-huh. even have, like, acquaintances, mm-hmm. so I was like, I guess I have to go abroad, like, it was like, kind of like, I think, I guess I should, because like, yeah. everyone <laughs> else is doing it, and I don't know what to do, and mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, I'm, and I was fortunate enough that my parents were like, they were like, oh yeah, let's do it, yeah. and I was like, okay, and I was very, very scared, and I thought I was going to go abroad, and just like, you know, meet, hopefully, friends, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like, and, it, I did, like, the friends that I met abroad, like, I roomed with them the next year, and it was the best year of college yeah. ever, because I, like, had great friends, right. and it changed the whole college experience for me. Yeah, well,
1: you create these memories that you can really only experience people when you have a unique situation yeah. like that. I imagine it really made your, kind of, your senior year be, was it what you said, was your senior year? So, was like junior
2: primary? year, I, second half of junior year, I yeah. studied abroad, that's, like, kind of the study abroad time, like, that most people, I think, study yeah, abroad think in college, right, yeah. so that's why, you know, she studied abroad at the same time. Um but then senior year, I just, I had friends, mm-hmm. and, like, we roomed together, and it was the best ever. Yeah. I mean, you know, the year before, I was living by myself, mm-hmm. and, like, living by yourself at college is just, like, really, really
1: yeah. isolating. Um, when you were traveling abroad, what was, what was kind of, like, one of your favorite experiences you did? I mean, obviously, people, when people read the book, they're gonna see yeah. the trip to Italy and the trip to... Yeah. But are there, like, kind of biographical moments in there that you...
2: Well, the trip she does, I did those trips because okay. I only felt comfortable like writing places totally that fair. I've been to, you know, <laughs> like I didn't want to, There, I couldn't get like the little weird details about yeah, yeah, yeah. having been there and uh-huh. like experienced it as like mm-hmm. a newfound puppy, you know, like, yeah. um, so I loved Edinburgh so much mm-hmm. and I, I had to get that in there. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Uh-huh. So, like, I gave her Harry Potter too. Yeah. And, um, I loved Rome, too. I mean, I, like, I loved Versailles. I thought those yeah. were all, like, really... And those are all places that you hear about, like, growing up, mm-hmm. and they're, like, mystical, magical places that you always yeah. want to go. So I feel like those are, like, the places most people who just get over there uh-huh. like, need to hit, you know?
1: Yeah. It's so funny you say that because I, um, like I said, when I was reading this, my wife kept coming down and, like, asking me how it was going, and she's like, clearly have been sitting there for, like, four hours, so you're really enjoying it. And we have these, like, we're kind of planning our little UK adventure that's going to be several weeks. Like, she really wants to go to Versailles because she's really into, like, the, the show Versailles and, like, the fashion cool. of it all. Cool. And I'm obsessed with Edinburgh, and I was like, Christina's hitting all of our beats, like, everywhere <laughs> we want to go. So I think you accidentally planned out our whole trip for us, so thank I'm you. I'm glad. But, yeah. um, something else that I really resonated, that really resonated with me in this is that it seems like everything I've seen on your YouTube channel with your, like, watching your experience of launching this book, it seems like your family is incredibly supportive of everything you're doing, at least from the outside. You're giving me, like, a like a meh face of so maybe not. But <laughs> there's this part of the story where Shane's parents, that she has this yeah. debate with them about how she wants to live her life. And I it really resonated with me because it's something that I think every college student goes through because you go to college and you're a freshman when you're like 18 maybe 19 maybe even younger and you're expected to decide what your life should be it's more or less you know yeah and you have your parents telling you like well here's what you need to study whether it's pre-med or law or whatever it is mm-hmm. but you want always like one of those <laughs> it's always one of those two. exactly yeah, yeah but... or
2: are like business <laughs> yeah exa- yeah
1: exactly and i'm like we had a business school like in our what college. is business yeah.
2: like what does that mean yeah you,
1: yeah, you will go to study business I think there's the um, the Muppet Christmas Carol I don't know if you ever saw it growing up but yes wanna... I did that's my favorite
2: Christmas okay. Carol it so, scared the crap out of me though so Sam
1: the Eagle tells you like you're going to be studying business and that's how I feel every time someone says like I go to the business school I'm like mm-hmm. I...
2: and then I do finance like yeah. what is that <laughs>
1: yeah. so you just like a spreadsheets all day yes great yeah <laughs> I know what really. I know the word pivot table I don't know what it actually is and they do those all the time but it really resonated to me the fact that it is such a experience that we all go through it's like most of our parents can be a little they mean well but yeah you're deciding your whole life for you yeah
2: i mean for me i knew in high school like when i saw that film and tv was like a major that i could do i literally didn't know that was something that i could be interested Uh in like for a job yeah because i was not encouraged creatively Um, and then I saw that my my cousins from California mm-hmm. were really into like editing and filming, and I was like, oh my god, I love that! Yeah. I want to do that. So I knew that I wanted to go to school for film, uh-huh. and there were like only five schools on the East Coast yeah. that offer that. And I immediately was like, this is this is what I want to do. This is it. Mm-hmm. And. No one thought that this was a good idea. <laughs> um, everyone thought that this would lead to just no job. Yeah. And they were like, well, what are you going to double major in? And that was constantly. I was in school four years, even senior year. What are you double majoring yeah. in? What's your plan B? What are you going to do when uh-huh. you can't get a job? And it was just, so it never was something that was back to 100%. But because growing up, I like worked really hard, got really good grades and stuff, Mm. like, they've always been, like, you can do whatever you want in college, so, like, when it came to that, I kind of threw that back in their face, Uh like, whenever I got berated over and over again, I was like, well, you said I could do whatever I want, and I got, like, straight A's (laughs) and stuff for this, so, um, and I'm really stubborn, so I, Uh I mean, like, I eventually, you know, like, eventually they were just, like, let me go, because I was, like, really going for
1: it. I, I can relate because I went to school and I did creative writing in English as like a, my main major. My mom is, was a teacher for 40 years, so she was like, yeah, follow your dream to want to be a, to be a writer. And she's like, but also you should do something else. <laughs> so I did communications. So we talk That's about like cool. what is finance? who yeah. was like, what is communication? I know. Like, I was in the communication school. Yeah. Like. I just tell people, I'm like, I'm okay at talking. <laughs> and I'll figure out what to do with it. I'm it's not fun. good at talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have actually found it's more so like I find myself just saying enough words, like a few of them make sense. And people were like, he made a good point. There was a lot of terrible around <laughs> it, but he made a good point. Um, there's a big part of the story that has to do with redoing an aspect of what's going on. I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. but I'm curious, is there any part of, like, your trip or your experience, knowing what you know now and being the person that you are, like, is there anything you would go back and, and do?
2: No. So, there's nothing, like, writing a book about it I love this, like, trope. I don't want to say what it is, but, like, yeah. the whole trope of, like, wanting to do something again. Right. It's my favorite. Yeah. Like, all those, you know, different things that have that uh-huh. are my favorite things. So, I knew I wanted to do that. Yeah. Because it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. But like if you go back you, it butterflies effects into who you are mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be who I am today yeah. without having gone through like all of like the loneliness and shit yeah. that I had to go through then Absolutely. so I wouldn't want to ever go back and do it again mm-hmm. but doing it again is it's it's fun to imagine it yeah. you know yeah. like it's fun to just do that in a
1: story uh-huh. you know okay so along the same lines though You started writing this in 2016? Yes. Okay, so what would 2019, Christine, tell 2016, Christine, about writing this book in the process oh she
2: would tell her that you should probably outline <laughs> you're gonna have a 140,000 word ridiculous book that
1: needs to be a, like 100k <laughs> like, is, that, is that what your first draft was was 140 it was 140 okay cause
2: I just like when some side story came up I was like let's write this entire like they went to Germany in the first draft like they, they went like uh, all over the place it was just uh,
1: uh, as a person who writes <laughs> tangents you are speaking directly <laughs> to my heart <laughs> And oh my so like did it hurt though to get rid of that 40 like, that's forty thousand words every draft
2: i would like cut ten thousand. Okay. it was it was really hard in the beginning but like the more i did it yeah it got easier and then like once i hit the 117k mark it got hard again because uh-huh. like, i was also like filling out places that you know needed to right, fill exactly. out for the story yeah. <laughs> but having to cut places that were mm-hmm. like old and like irrelevant now yeah. but I got there I uh-huh. got to 112k that's okay. where it that's ended good. okay yeah. that's good all right.
1: all right so not quite 40,000 cut that's, yeah um yeah. how do you think that doing all the stuff on YouTube helped craft this story like obviously there are parts of the story that involve social media and being online a little bit but was there do you think there's been any aspects of like how you craft and create a video that went into writing or do you think it's two totally separate processes? I
2: think they were kind of separate. I think my journey online has you know helped me feel like I can do this mm-hmm. because I I've wanted to write for so long but I felt like you know I couldn't do it till I was like financially stable in yeah. some way and had a job and stuff uh-huh. so I loved doing YouTube and this is a thing too because once you're a YouTuber it's like you're nothing else yeah. you know and it's like well I studied writing and I've wanted to do this my whole life right. so like <laughs> yeah. Um, so that um, was something that just caused anxiety because mm-hmm. you know people want to put you in the box. Yeah. And it's like, a, cre- a lot of creative people go onto yeah. YouTube because that's a nice outlet right. while you're like working on other yeah. crap. Um, and it's something that people watching sometimes don't understand. But I know my audience has been like mm-hmm. so supportive and wonderful. Yeah, well, um, and
1: plus, people, I'm sorry not to cut you off, but I, no. People who see you as a YouTuber like, nothing more, I, that was, especially in, the, like, the BookTube community. Yeah. It's like, well, she's spending all this time reading these books and talking about these books, and, like, I feel like one of such an important part of being a writer is reading. It's yeah, like, oh, it
2: is. It is. You're doing that yeah, part Yeah, no, it's like, that's day. why so many readers, like, so many people on BookTube, like, are aspiring writers. Mm-hmm. Be- they've been reading their entire life, and yeah. that's why they're on YouTube yeah. talking about books every second of their life. Like, you can't do this if you don't love it. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly.
1: I- I, I'm just imagining someone being a booktuber like pretending to have like the excitement and passion that you do in your videos but then like secretly just reading a book like I freaking hate this stuff so much like all right, and then you put on the camera, and, like, you, like your face like, hello, <laughs> hi, it's me. Welcome back. Um, I, like, I
2: forget what your original question was I, here. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: I said, I write tangents, I, I do tangents. I, like, do you think creating the, the videos... Oh,
2: like, yeah. crafting
1: them helped the writing process?
2: I think it helped me when I was in points where, like, I needed advice. Because it was like I was basically talking to a group of writers all the time. Yeah. There was... Whenever I talked about some issue I was having, there were so many writers in the comments that were like, oh, I do this when I have this issue, or I'm doing this, and yeah. then it was like we had a group chat all the time, uh-huh. and it was really helpful and supportive throughout the entire process. Yes, that's awesome.
1: Um, as someone who is, almost has this responsibility, quote-unquote, now to talk about books all the time, mm-hmm. I and I... This is a question that comes to people ask me, too, having a podcast where I interview authors, and, of course, I read every book that the authors have, but they're always asking, like, how do you get through that? So, like, the, my kind of passing that question off to you, like, how do you get through all of the content that people expect you to talk about for your YouTube channel?
2: I mean, I don't stress about it as mm-hmm. much anymore. Like, I will get through, like, maybe two books a month when I'm writing. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's hard to read and write at the mm-hmm. same time. Um, and if there's a huge release that I need to read because I really want to read those releases too like if there's a Sarah J Maas book a Cassandra Clare book like I need to get on that before it's spoiled you know Um, and it kind of just makes me have a legitimate excuse to be like okay I'm not working on anything today Uh I'm going to sit and read this book and it counts as work (laughs) because I need to do a review you know like it's I, <laughs>
1: kind of a nice excuse yeah I always uh, well plus I know like again like watch some of your videos I know you're friends with Sarah yeah so like I feel like the authors that. but I'm because I
2: did all the reviews and she saw them
1: right but yeah, <laughs> but, like, but I feel like also having friends that are authors like I feel like when they have a book come out I need to read immediately because like I'll see them like Zerata Cordova is wandering around oh. here and I've read all of her books like I read them as soon as they're arcs because she'll be like hey do you want a copy of this and I feel the pressure be like I need to read this right away so that when she sees me I, and the authors would never be like what did you think in my mind I'm <laughs> yeah. like I want to tell you how I feel about the book. Um, so I need to read it right now. Like, it's, it's yeah. pressure, like, I mean, not let it's them like down.
2: I've met so many authors, I can't possibly do that. And I yeah. I feel so bad. I used to feel even worse. Like when mm. I just even met an author and I hadn't read their book yet. Yeah. But like there are so many books. There's so many books. You cannot do that. Yeah. So. Like, I know Pierce Brown, and I still have yet to read his book, and it I informs every time mm-hmm. I see him. like, <laughs> why haven't you read it?
1: <laughs> My wife is going to be the most jealous person ever that you just said that. She, she's, like, actively told me, she's like, I would leave you for Pierce. And I'm like, I get that. <laughs> I <understand." laughs> When his first book, Red Rising, came out, she, like, saw an article about it. And she's like, look at this guy. And I was like, all right, dial it back. And she's like, no, but seriously? And then she read the book, and she's like, Adam, actually. I, I, I was like, what? But then I read it, and I was like, okay, it's... Very very good. So yeah. um, what has been the sort of most rewarding experience in this process for you, like going through and meeting people and the
2: writing experience or um, just like YouTube and obviously the launch
1: like the launching of your book. Like after the so of much like the emotion I mean moments.
2: it's definitely just been talking to people who've read it, who've really connected with it. Yeah. I just have been getting messages all the time mm-hmm. and some of them are just, like, so heartfelt. I've gotten some essays from women in college who have, like, decided that they're, like, changing their major yeah. or, like, moving to a new place. And it's just, like, i mean, like, cry reading some <laughs> of them, you know? It, it's just insane because it, uh, when you're writing something like this, like, the beginning part especially about being in college and feeling like this, it's something that I haven't talked about with other people. Yeah. It's something that I would, like, never, you know, voluntarily, like, mm-hmm. say. And to see that there are so many people feeling the same exact way, it just—it's like you were wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of rewinds your mindset yeah. and it's like everyone was feeling this way. Uh-huh. And and when you open up your worldview like that, it mm-hmm. kind of makes it easier to settle with it and yeah. to feel okay about
1: it. It is really strange to know because I'm the same way as you. Like I, both like I have emotions and like I have so many feels in my body that mm-hmm. I will, would never say out loud, but yeah. I will write them down, mm-hmm. and then like people will read them or like I'll even like tweet them out and I'll yeah. be like. Like, man, I'm really going through a real of emotions right now. And, like, I'll like tweet this whole like thread about what's going on in my life, and then I'll be like, I would never say that in person. And so many more people are going to read it out in the world, but it is, it's very, it's cathartic, I think. Yeah, to kind of I, think it on, I think writing's
2: but. a cool outlet like that. Like, you yeah. can put it into fiction in some way, and mm-hmm. I, people relate to it. It just, it's, wow, I didn't realize. Yeah. It feels so nice.
1: Well, plus, you can have people see your experiences without you guys being in person to actually <laughs> say it to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, has anyone sent you a picture of a lamppost tattoo yet? So many. Really? <laughs> yes.
2: I i been drawing in a different book. So oh, I saw. Learned how to draw Little <laughs> <A> lamppost. <laughs> I, I, I saw. I
1: was wondering. I was wondering. Like, did you need to, like, did you come up with something that you could draw ahead of time, or did you do it after the fact?
2: Um, it was like when I was signing. I signed for Barnes and Noble. I signed like seven thousand yeah. Tiffins. So I wanted to do something special on those, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'd love to be able to draw yeah. freaking lampposts. So I looked a
1: tutorial online. <laughs> I, I will be honest. I am going to steal an idea like that from my writing. I was like, Oh, Christine created her own like always, and I but I was like, Oh my god! Like she did the whole okay thing, but it's her own version. I was. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's like a either. joke <laughs> version yeah exactly it's so good i love <laughs> it so much when people read the book that will make complete sense uh, to them but um, okay. spoilers yes yeah, sh- now. yeah ignore
2: everything we just said yeah lamppost
1: is a real weird spoiler <laughs> um okay so towards the end of our podcast we like to ask nine questions mm-hmm. i call them the nerd nine light lighthearted cool. ask every author so the first one is what's the last book you finished reading mm-hmm.
2: i'm really close to finishing romanov by nadine brandes mm-hmm. i haven't finished yet. I have like two hours left on the audiobook uh-huh. but it's been so good That's um, and it, like it just kind of like boggled my mind recently last yeah. like two nights ago I was in the hotel room uh-huh. with another booktuber and she was like what are you yelling about and I'm like I'm sorry this is just very intense right now um, but the last book I finished finished was what was the book of the month last month it was um oh fangirl for the princess and the fangirl by oh. Ashley Poston yeah so cute and it takes place at a con mm-hmm. and it's kind of like comic-con yeah. sort of a thing very It's so fun
1: yeah uh do you have a favorite place to read
2: um i like to read um like on my bed or in the shower mm-hmm.
1: in the shower <laughs> in the shower
2: is one of my big like it's like like audiobooks time. or no i have like a book in the shower a book yeah i made a video about this like back in 2014 because so many people are like how the hell do you read in the shower i, so I did a tutorial
1: okay that one i've never <laughs> seen <laughs> Because I'm like, wait, I mean, I get bath. Bath makes sense to me. But okay, I'll leave, it, I'll leave that where it is. Um, do you remember the book that made you kind of fall in love with reading as a kid? Oh, um, there's
2: so many. I remember my teacher reading The Witches by Roald Dahl. Yeah. And I was obsessed with it. And that's when I started, like, making my friend book club with me. So she, I'd have her pick a book and I'd pick a book. Yeah. We'd read them, we'd trade, and then we'd talk, we'd read them again, you know, the other books. Books. And then discuss them. And I did that with her until she was like, Christine, I don't like this. <laughs> so I'm just doing it for you. And yeah. I was like, oh, and then I started reading by myself until like the rest of eternity, you know? That's, so, Raw Doll, I was really obsessed with these yeah. books.
1: Uh, what's one place you like to travel that you've not yet been to?
2: Um, I really want to go to Budapest.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, I've hit like the Western Europe areas, and I want to like go to Budapest nice and Istanbul, yeah. and I haven't done Greece yet, and then like Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. I have so many places
1: on my list yeah, right now. Absolutely. Uh, do you have a favorite holiday to celebrate?
2: Uh, Christmas, probably. Yeah, yeah sure. I love Christmas.
1: Uh, coffee or tea? Tea. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Do you have a favorite food?
2: I let's just say oatmeal um, oatmeal <laughs> <laughs> I love oatmeal with bananas and blueberries in it that works um, but yeah I love pasta but I just can't have bread sauce or pesto sauce anymore mm-hmm. because it upsets my stomach so it's like hard to say it's my favorite anymore yeah
1: okay totally fair yeah. oh no you're Italian right
2: I am so that has
1: to like crush your spirit it does oh, man, it does I've right. tried
2: to I've come up with more creative ways to do pasta man. without pesto and without sauce but uh-huh. it kind of sucks
1: yeah <laughs> alright um, if you could have dinner with one person alive or dead who would you pick
2: JK Rowling.
1: That's a really good answer. <laughs> yeah. Not enough people say that. Actually, I'm always shocked when I don't.
2: I I have so many questions.
1: Yeah, I know. I am. I mean, I have Harry Potter tattoos. Like oh, I'm right nice. there. Yeah, everybody... like, you have like a whole collection. Yeah, over I did there. seven of them. I was yeah. like seven books, oh, seven tattoos. Nice.
2: Yeah. I love it. Okay,
1: last question for you. What do you hope readers take away from reading your book?
2: I don't really like telling readers to take anything away. Yeah. I hope it give, brings them joy and makes them feel less alone and maybe makes them feel like they can do things, because they can. Awesome.
1: <laughs> well, Christine, I, in all sincerity, your book made me want to be a better writer. It's so good. Congratulations. Thank and you.
2: Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This was fun.